Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is October 1st, 2019. We're reading from the Big Book and we're at page uh, 58, the second paragraph that starts, Our Stories Disclosed. Um, today's readers are uh, Pam R. for the Steps, Wendy M. for the Traditions, Nancy P., Anita L., and Larry K. on the text, uh, the newcomer greeters Jody E., and the second hour host is Rebecca B. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday for the 7 o'clock Eastern Time meeting is 13,458, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 13,000. 460. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Pam R. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Craig. Good morning. This is Pam R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be service. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much. Okay. Next, we'll uh, ask Wendy M. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Craig. This is Wendy M. in North Carolina, 
compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Great, thank you, Wendy. All right, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly related to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 58, the second paragraph that begins, Our Stories Disclosed. I'm now gonna ask Nancy P to uh, begin reading. Thanks, Craig. This is Nancy P. calling in from Newton, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. Let me just set my timer, okay. Um, all right, so, <clears throat> I decided that I wanted what recovered people had, but <clears throat> excuse me, I was unwilling to go to any length, not, not any length as it's insinuated here, but any length at all 
like I was unwilling to do anything. I just wanted to sit on the couch, eat, and have the recovery served to me in a bag of, you know, bag or bakery box, as someone else likes to say. Um, but once I got desperate, willingness had nothing to do with it. That was a profound thing that someone said, um, someone from Newton actually said on the Sunday special that willingness is overrated. Desperation is what you need. And I personally, that was my personal experience is that I wanted a lot. I wanted a lot, but I didn't have, I wasn't desperate. Life tapped me on the shoulders many times. I cracked up a couple of cars, a bunch of cars, I got in a car accident every weekend for two months when I was in high school. No problem. You know, are you ready now? No, I've got this. Thank you. You know, alienated friends, lost jobs, was fired from jobs. I mean, anything that could possibly happen to me, I felt like it happened until the one thing happened that I couldn't get past. And then I wasn't just willing. I was desperate for relief. And that's all that it was. It wasn't even length. I was desperate for relief. I would have done anything to make it stop. Um, and then I was ready to take certain steps. I was talking to somebody on the phone yesterday um, who said she didn't know what to do. She said she's tried to work these steps. She tried to, you know, bought a book and tried to do this and that and, you know, and didn't know what to do. It wasn't working with anybody, you know, and she called me and, um, you know, I thought, of course, you know, you don't get out of it. You don't, You can't get anything out of it unless you're, willing to start at the beginning. And for me, this is the one trick pony again, it all begins with surrender. I was like a game fish, like a 300 pound tuna on a fishing line, swimming as fast as I could. And finally, life jerked me back and hooked me. And then I surrendered. And um, I can say that once I surrendered, then suddenly this, this length, you know, this, this effort that I had to put in was not difficult. And I was ready to take those certain steps. And I have to say that once I was ready, it wasn't that hard. And, um, but you have to be ready. And for me, or I had to be ready. And for me, being ready meant surrendering. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, um, now we're gonna open the floor up. If you haven't shared in the last couple of days, um, we'd uh, like to hear from you. If you have, I'd like to, make a little space for some different voices. So who would I like read. to share? Mariel. Irene. 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 All right, I have Irene, Mary, and Do. Janice Pam. Janice. Anita L. Anita. Tessa Q with a question. We, uh, we don't take questions in the first hour. That's the second Thank hour. you. So do you still want to share? And All right. All right, I have enough. All right, here's the lineup. I have Irene, uh, Mary, Du, Janice, Anita, Dorita, and Ann. Uh, okay, Irene, go ahead. Take us away. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I am Irene, the uh, very gratefully recovering bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, oh, my gosh, this little paragraph just gets my mind going in a thousand different directions. I guess I'll just grab the first one. Um, uh, you know, it's like, who do we want to be? And um, 
I wanted to be a good girl when I was little. All I wanted was to be a good girl. That was so important to me. It just meant that, I mean, I didn't know that it had any meaning, but I wanted to be a good girl more than anything on earth. All of that just inspired me. And as life went on, it seems like I was less and less of a good girl, and I just felt so bad about myself. And it, it just dawned on me that this program is helping me be a good girl just like I wanted to be. I um, I still suffer because of the crazy beliefs that I have. And I, I was just thinking this morning that one of the beliefs that I have, I think, is that, that life should be easy and that things should come my way and that I should have no difficulties, and that if I do, it's a terrible, horrible thing. It's unfair. And then I realized, you know what? Everybody has problems. No one is exempt. Maybe there's a rare exception out there, but that's what that is, an exception, where everybody's life is exactly as they want it. And... um it's like, my goodness, that's one of those beliefs that I needed to uncover. And that by the grace of God, he came to me, I guess because I'm thinking on higher grounds and I was not really realizing it. And it's like, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Everybody has difficulties. You think you've had it bad? Yeah, it was bad. You cannot minimize it. But, hey, you can survive, and there's people out there who've had it so much worse, so much worse, and we are blessed with so very much, and that's all due to the program, to have that attitude of gratitude instead of focusing on the, oh, well, me, that was me, that's pitiful, I don't want to be that person, and um, yeah. So that's what really speaks to me now, that, that, you know, who do we want to be and what does this program do for us? I didn't, when I went into this journey, I didn't realize what I was doing. Okay, thanks. But, But that's another one of the benefits. I mean, the food is down. It's not an issue. But that I pass. Thank you. All right, uh, Marielle, your turn. Hi, I'm Marielle, recovered compulsive reader in Florida. I'm driving, so I hope I'm going to stay with you. Um, you know, for me this time, um, it really wasn't a, a, just a different, different spin. I really didn't feel like I was in this place of desperation this time. I had been in um, uh places of desperation with my food back when, you know, my teens when I was bulimic and binging and purging and binging and purging. And, and, and it, those times I just, well, back then I didn't even know anything about OA. This time, um, you know, having been in another fellowship, I just knew that I had no peace. And I, I um, woke up one day and you know, I had done the steps, not, not around food, totally different thing. And, um, and I knew that it really wasn't as hard as we make it out to be, but it was really just about surrender. It was about that, play, that jumping off place for me this time was that the fat pants were getting tight 
and um, and I knew as I sat there that I just didn't have any willpower to be on a diet and that I just couldn't keep going um, and that I just had a li- enough willingness, just enough to, to get on the line and then thank God found this group and work the steps. And I'll tell you, I just, um, I just thank this group so much. It's just changed my entire life. Um, I've learned more in the last six months uh, than I learned in 17 years of sobriety. Um, it's just really incredible. And without a pass, thanks. Okay. <clears throat> thank you, Mary. Uh, do your turn. Do L. Good morning. This is Du L from New York. Thank you very much. Um, wow. I was reading this and I was thinking, this is really not talking about step one. We're, we're past beyond step one at this point. Um, the food should already be down. You've already connected to a higher power. Um, and now we're going into step three. We're going into making the decision of working the rest of the steps, making the decision to submit to this higher power and letting this higher power work in our lives. That's what this is. This is the synapses of what it means to make that decision. And it's a it's the results of making that decisions and it summarizes right here from page uh, 58 to the top of 60 it summarizes what that decision is going to look like and they're saying if you are willing to go through this rest of this process then you're ready you know um, to take these steps you know and and the decision is am I willing to concede, to let go of those old ideas, to follow what these recovered people have done, right? Because it says our stories, who's our stories? The recovered people, what it used to be like. They're going to give you examples of what it used to be like, you know, when they were drunk, what happened, how they went through the process of the 12 steps, and what it's like now as a recovered person as someone who's happy, joyous, and free. That's what they're disclosing. And they're going to do it in a general way. They're not going to do it very, very specific, but they're going to do it in a general way. And they're saying here, if you decide it, right, there's a decision to be made. If you can follow clear-cut directions, then you can get this. You know, at this point in time, the food should be down. You should have have gotten a contact with a higher power. Now you're making the decision. Uh, I have 48 seconds. Um, so it says, um, if you're willing to go to any length, then you are ready. And you can do this. If you can follow directions, you can do this. Um, so I, I like the fact that the willingness comes after you've put down the, 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 um, the food and gone through this process a little bit in order to get this. So um, let's not confuse this with step one. This is step three at this point in time. And with that, I pass. All right. Thank you. Uh, Janice, you're up, please. Well, good morning to you, Craig and everyone. My name is Janice PM, and I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, this paragraph um, 
course, I know yeah, it does say if you've decided, and that is step three, but I believe it's still step two because they're just leading up to step three. Um, because we really don't make a decision in this step, I mean, right here, only because we're still trying to, you know, finish up step two. This is what I believe, how I read it. Now, our, when I came into OA, into the rooms of OA, you know, I was interested in seeing these people that had a successful diet, and I wanted that. See, I thought that was the point. That was my purpose. Uh, or this was That was OA's purpose. But we know it's not OA's purpose. OA's purpose is because we found out in step one that we were powerless, that I didn't have that ability to to stay stopped. Uh, that was the big thing of me. I could stop. I could get any diet and stop, but I couldn't stay stopped. So, you know, the stories that really impressed me, who were they? Well, those were the thin ones. I thought that they had it all together. But the ones that I really heard from, that I heard they were, you know, they attached to a power greater than themselves because they took these directions of the 12 steps. And they didn't give a fourth step, which told them all the intricate, you know, the details of their life. They disclosed in a general way, like it was said previously, generally, the grave nature, how I tried and tried and I tried this and I tried that. And I was, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't control it. But that's how I used to be like. You know, my head would be in the freezer when I was watching television, you know, so they identify. I don't have to tell them every little thing. And then what happened? My disease got worse and worse, and this is what happened. And then, and then this is how I am now. That's what I like to hear. I wanted to hear a story, the beginning and the end, not, the, not that they have any result. I didn't want to hear the ones that, that, that were still eating that didn't have any result yet. Because, I mean, I, I can identify with that. So now they're asking us, if you've decided, and I understand that's a third step because it's a decision, um, but what do we have? We have the purpose of OA in the 12 steps. What we have is we found a power greater than ourselves. That's what I was attracted to. They found a power, and they called it God. And then if you are ready to kind of be willing to believe that, then you are ready to take these spiritual directions. And those are the 12 steps. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Whoops. I was muted. Thank you, Janice. Uh, next up, we have Anita. Anita? This Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, thank you for calling on me this morning. So um, it says that uh, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it. So with that, I say not only am I willing to go to any length, am I willing to go to every length i think that that like gives me a step more 
of really, really wanting because this is hard work. This is not something to be taken lightly, you know. Uh, first of all, the stories disclose in a general way what we used to be, be like, what happened and what we are like now. So that helps me to identify in. And I can see that these people came from a, a, a tough place and the good news is that they recovered. So am I willing to go to any and every length to do what they did if I follow these spiritual directions? Yes. When I, when I was finally ready to put it all down, not just some of it, do it all, 100%. And it's been 11 months now that, thank you, God, I can say that my surrender is from deep within my core, from my toenails all the way up to the tippy top of my head, that I want to be free. I want this freedom that I hear these people sharing on this line, and that's what attracted me to listen every day because I wanted it. I want to be free. And even though, you know, life doesn't have to be super fabulous all the time because that's not life. But if I wanted to be freed of that obsession, I'm no longer jailed by the the food. I'm no longer this prisoner in my own head where I have to go and get the food. I have to. I have no choice. But when I surrender and release it all over to my higher power, then I can begin working these steps. And through my hard work, my higher power has granted me the promises that are offered in this book. And I am so grateful today that I can say, I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. And thank you, everybody on this line, because I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next, we have Dorita. Dorita P. Yep. Hi, Craig. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay. My name is Dorita P. I was about to say my whole last name. My name is Dorita P., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, and I'm just really grateful I have a seat here. Yeah, and it says, um, if you have decided you want what we have, and I wanted what you guys had, um, what we have. Um, and I wanted that. Um, you know, my life, I was miserable. I was miserable. I was almost 300 pounds and I was um, depressed and I had become suicidal. Uh, so for me, you know, they talk about the gift of desperation. For me, it was either try OA again or kill myself. Um, and, and and I decided that I wanted to live, so I needed to try OA again um, because I had tried OA uh, years prior. Uh, I tried a sprinkling of meetings, 
and you guys were talking about not eating flour and sugar. And I said, well, everything I'm eating has flour and or sugar in it. So, like, what's left? Uh, well, I'm here to tell you there's a lot left, uh, so much left. Uh, years ago, I, I gained 30 pounds back, so I lost 100 pounds. And years ago, I gained 30 pounds back not eating flour and sugar. So uh, there's a way to do that. Um, and it says, uh, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length, then you are ready to take certain steps. And the steps are the 12 steps. And I, I couldn't do it by myself. I tried to do it by myself. But I couldn't do it by myself, and I'm just so grateful that um, I don't know what it took, willingness, um, uh, e- uh, you know, letting go ego or pride or uh, humility. I don't know exactly what it took, but I'm grateful that I was able to ask somebody to help me. Um, and I'm just really grateful that I did that and everything else followed. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Craig, for your service. All right. Thanks, Dorita. Uh, next we have Ann. Uh, I didn't get your last initial, Ann. Hi, good morning, Craig. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. It's Ann P. Um, still okay. suffering in Nixa, Missouri. Um, I'm going to jump in and talk about desperation versus compliance. I started out being very compliant. Um, I had 30 days and I picked up on day 30 and that was a month ago and I've not been able to stop. Um, my desperation ebbs and flows. When I have my desperation, I'm all in. Then when things start to get better, I start letting go. Not in a good way. I don't want to get to the point where my desperation is because of catastrophic events in my life, losing my marriage or having a catastrophic heart situation um, due to something that I have. I, I just want to be willing to do this just out of faith and love for my higher power and everything he's done for me. And I'm just so scared that I 30 days was the longest I have ever, ever gotten. But I'm just, even if I'm 99% there, I'm just not surrendering. I'm still hanging on and I'm still looking for that loophole. So I'm here on these lines. This meeting and, and you people are the only thing that is helping me. And I just, I'm going to step away now and just keep listening and just keep praying that something will turn me around, that my God will turn me around. So thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Ann. Appreciate your share. Keep coming back. Okay, we're not ready to take another list of names. So who else would like to share? Pete B. Katie G. from Boston. Wait wait a minute. Let's go there just a minute. I have Sally A, Pete B, I missed somebody, and I have Loretta A. Loretta. Margaret P. Margaret. Darian K. 
Diane. Okay, let's go with that lineup. All right, Sally A, Pete B, Loretta, uh, Katie G, Margaret, and Diane. Everybody, please mute except Sally A. Sally, go ahead and share. Hi, good morning. It's Sally A from New Jersey. Thank you for all your shares. So heartfelt. Um, I love this paragraph because it, it reminds me of how many times I fantasized about being recovered in my active addiction. Um, I used to do something really crazy. I don't know if anyone could relate, but I used to sit by myself and, like, I'd been going to the rooms for years, but uh, just had so much struggle staying abstinent, being recovered. Um, but I used to fantasize and actually prepare my speech so that one day when I am recovered, I know what to say. I can share my experience, strength, and hope. And I still have that as a goal. You know, I want to be a special edition speaker. I would love that. That would that would just be a dream come true. So, you know, I, I can attest um, how difficult this process is for me and for so many people struggling. You know, this is one of the hardest addictions I think exists out there. And um, But the, the beauty of it is that it's possible, and I know that it's possible because I hear all of you um, and that one day I have that goal to be a recovered compulsive overeater and share my story and have that before-after picture and, and just um, the story of transformation because, you know, I, I'll keep it green. You know, I was, I was struggling so much uh, for years, and I do see a difference in myself. You know, not just with some weight loss, but just how, you know, I am as a person. People that are around me have seen that I'm a lot more calmer, more serene. Um, I love that I'm closer to my higher power. I never, ever, ever was before like this. So this program is a miracle, and so are all of you. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Next we have um, uh, Pete B. Pete, thanks, turn. Craig. <clears throat> thanks, Craig. Pete Bay, compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. Thanks for taking the meeting. You know, I, 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 the good news about this book is it, 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 they, they understood who they wrote it for, right? And, and they understood that we are complicated people. And the good news is, is it doesn't leave any questions. It doesn't leave any questions as to where we are with regard to the steps. We're going to get to a point in the book where it's going to say being convinced we are at step three. That's when you're at step three. It usually comes right after two, which usually comes right after one. There's no, we don't have to, we don't have to intellectualize and figure out where it is. It says right where it is. It's good news. You know, if, if you have decided you want what we have, I can remember once walking to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, some guy was sitting there, he's about 98 pounds, he was smoking two cigarettes at a time, he's filthy dirty, and he said, if you want what we have, you'll keep coming back. And I thought to myself, what the hell is it that this guy thinks he has? Like, yeah, yeah, it makes me scratch my head. What, what am I putting forth to demonstrate what I have, what we have? Right. If I can't leave my bedroom without doing three ten steps and asking my sponsor if I should tie my shoes or not, and is that what is that a strong example of what I of what we have? Right. We, we, it just it begs the question. Right. What are we putting forth 
to demonstrate what we have. The only power we have, the only power that we have as compulsive overeaters is the power of example. Our power of example is going to show way more than what we say and what we think and how much we understand the big book and know what color underwear the guy had on when he wrote it. It, 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 it's just the power of example, how we carry ourselves into each and every situation in our lives. Am I walking victoriously or am I humbled? Am I, am, am I, am I not humbled with a bad word? Am I walking victoriously with pride and dignity, the right kind of pride and dignity as a result of working these steps as a demonstration of my God's love, my God's will, my God's way of life? Like that's what you, that's what I was drawn to. I was drawn to, to, to the recovered individuals that had the courage to tell me what I needed to hear in order for me to implement the changes that were necessary to align my will with God's and become one with my creator and walk amongst my fellows. And I'm so grateful, man. It takes courage to do that. It take, the people I want in my life who are going to, they're going to hear me say something or see me do something and say to yourself, you know what, you got to rethink that. You know, you got to do that a different way, right? It's easy to say, way to go. Keep coming back, right? That's easy. We need to have courage with our fellows. The next sick and suffering compulsive reader might be sitting right next to us in an OA meeting, right? With 10 years abstinent, with the most important thing, right? With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Pete. Okay. And they were white, I understand. But um, Loretta, you're up. Good morning, Craig. Thank you for your Mm -hmm. service. This is Loretta H. from North Carolina, and I'm an anorexic, compulsive overeater, graced with God's abstinence for today. And um, yes, uh, any lengths. My Abby came into my life at a point in my life that I was suicidal. And um, she was Otter God and nutritionist, so she actually came and took my alcoholic foods out of my home. God or odd, but anyway, it all. And but the other thing was that I was finally willing to, and so desperate to follow directions. And if she told me to jump through a hoop, I jumped through a hoop. If she told me that, you know, that was what it was, I did that what it was. And I finally was able to submit to something bigger than me because all my, I was 54 when I finally came into the room with God's grace. And I wanted it so desperately, so desperately because I knew that I would die in this disease. Um, And with God's grace, I don't want to be, or I didn't want to be a compulsive overeater. And today it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I have 72 glorious years of life and uh, 18 plus years of glorious freedom in this program. And I've had times where it isn't easy, but all I have to do is when it isn't, and people, I'm working on a four step right now on a prickly situation, but I have these steps to give me direction. I have the big book that I can look at every morning and have a design for living on 83 through 88. This works. This so works for me. And um, this morning, I'm reading the big book again. I read it from cover to cover or 
and I'm back on the first, the forward of the first edition, and it says we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless disease, and this is the book that's going to make it possible for us to live happy, joyous, and free. And I find that so true, and especially since I've come to vision, because it has healed me from so many things that were going on when I found this meeting. And I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for the program. And I'm grateful for my God today because he is the light of my life and keeps me on track if I work it. So anyway, thank you, everybody. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for your recovery. Have a blessed, blessed day. I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Next up, we have Katie G. from Boston, and that'll, she'll be followed by Margaret. Good morning, Katie? Craig. Go. Good morning. Excuse me. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Awesome. Good morning, Craig. Katie G. Recovered Convulsive Overeater in Boston. You know, it's really easy to say, I am willing to go to any lengths. And sometimes I sounded like frothy emotional appeal, right? Calling that recovered person and being like, I'm willing, I swear, I'm willing, I'm, I swear. Here's what's not easy, right? Like off the line, you know, not on the vision for you meeting. Am I willing to practice the willingness to bear discomfort, to sit with the discomfort of being in my own skin in early recovery and not putting the food in my mouth? Am I willing to get on my knees? Am I willing to call a person and say, I, I have the food in my hand. I know you're a human power, but I, I need your help, right? Am I willing to say the hardest words for me in the whole world? Help me. Tell me what to do. I don't know, right? Like I get, um, I, and, and today as a recovered woman, Am I willing to question daily my willingness to be willing? I don't, when I was saying on the, when I was saying I'm praying for the willingness to be willing, you know what I was saying? I'm in relapse and I think I know that I need to be willing. So I'm going to wait until I'm struck willing. And in the meantime, I'm going to eat this pumpkin pie, right? Because that's what I can do. I have to tell you, I've never woken up willing. I haven't. And maybe you will, and I praise you for that. You know what I've woken up? Desperate, dying, doomed, on my knees, saying, God, I don't, I don't know if I feel like doing this today, but I don't have a choice. God, give me the strength. Give me the strength to get through this hour. God, help me. Tell me what to do, right? And, 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 and calling someone in whom the problem has been solved and to stop interviewing her. Just stop saying, gee, I need a sponsor who, you know, for me, when I am um, doing step work, I, I don't call people because I want them to tell me, yeah, Katie G, you can keep doing that. I don't want you to tell me that. I want you to tell me, gee, Katie G, you know what, like, you sounded good on the meeting, but, like, you got to take this action, right? You've got to practice the willingness to bear discomfort and put it into action, you know, and, and, Otherwise, I'm frothy, right? I'm like, oh, I promise I'll do that. I'm such a good girl. I promise I'll do it. I won't let it happen again. Guys, 
as, um, friends, as we, as we say, willingness is action. Don't tell me, as somebody, another one of our teachers says, your, your actions are so loud, I can't hear your words. Enough talk, move. Move a muscle, pray for the willingness, take an action, do everything. Everything this book says, everything um, our tools and our disciplines say, and, um, and you'll get willing, and it's a great life. Thank you, Katie. All right, we have Margaret, and I think after that we have uh, Darlene. I think I said Diane, but Margaret, you're up. I believe it's Margot P. Okay, Margot, go ahead. Hi, my name is Margot. Margot from Florida. I am so grateful to be on the call, to be on this vision for you, and I've been on it for about like two or three months. But I'm grateful because I'm still asking. I still have a sponsor who works with me with the step. But hearing this willingness and then learning about the big book, and I am just a newcomer with the big book, but I'm learning a little bit, a little bit of time. Because this is, for me, I, that's how I work with program because I am a slow learner. And, you know, and I'm struggling with something at work that, you know, I had to do a bulletin board. I had to do this, and I'm a slow learner. And it's like, oh, my God. But the word that came into me is the willingness to listen to me, my higher power, the willingness to do what I need you to, for you to understand, and trusting. But when I kept going to Overeaters Anonymous, because I had been one of those, you know, Jojo, in and out, in and out, in and out. Finally, when I went to a meeting, a face-to-face -face meeting, I kept hearing the word, Willingness, willingness, willingness. Am I willing, willing, willing? And then I heard the tradition about a desire to stop eating, and that's what I wanted to do, and I struggle with that. And finally, I surrender. But then getting a sponsor put me to work on the steps, and it's a process, too, and it's a slow process for me. And I am grateful that I have this program and the tools because it's what the big bird says, you know. It's like, wow, has a great big message for for newcomers. Keep coming back, you know. One of those are in and out, too. And I did struggle with this addiction. And today it's like a surrendering, putting the food down, the obsession, whatever I go through in life and surrender. And, you know, I have to... Just a little morning, I got on my knees and prayed, God, I, I surrender. You know, step one and two and three. I know I am powerless over people, places, and things, and my sinking thing gets in there, and I say, get it out. And so thank you, everyone, for sharing. And now this, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Margo. Next we have, I believe it's Darlene. Darlene, are you there? Could it be Darian? You know, Darian, it could be, and let's just make it Darian. <laughs> okay, thank you. And hopefully Darlene will be able to have a chance if she's out there. <laughs> um, I'm Darian Kay from Massachusetts. Um, nice to be on the line with you um, and hear everybody's amazing shares. Um, so powerful, so powerful. And just my mind just wandered back to my dieting days because, you know, that's what I did before OA. OA is never the first um, thing that we do. It's really the last thing that we try um, because, um, you know, we're desperate. We're, we're at that point where nothing's worked. And I know, I remember going into those diets um, 
willing. Like, oh, I'm just so willing. Just tell me what to do. Give me the food plan. I'm willing. But the minute I left those rooms, something came into my head where, mm, it, this really wasn't what I want to do, or what can I get away with? You know, what loophole can I find? And just playing that game and then paying somebody, right, to play that game, just insanity, pure insanity. Um, and, you know, as I think about it now in program, um, that willingness to, for me is a willingness to be honest. It's the honesty piece that was never a part of my repertoire when it, was, when it came to diets. I could not be honest with myself. The lies of omission were the biggest thing for me. I didn't tell you, I didn't do it. And so for me, that was the desperate, <clears throat> excuse me, the desperate piece was the willingness to be honest. How honest can I say, thank you, God, I am willing. You're cutting in and out on us. And with everybody, thank you. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right, thanks, Darian. Okay, next we we'll have a we have time for two or three real short shares or whatever. So who'd like to share? Reva P. Reva. Terry. Jen A. Jen. And there was somebody else there. Terry C. You'll have to speak up. I'm hard of hearing. Sure, Terry C. Terry. Yes. All right. Reva, uh, see if we can do this in a couple of minutes. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. So two minutes, Craig? Yeah, please. Okay. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. The two things that this paragraph is getting me to think about is first, making a decision. And I heard somebody on this line talk about, you know, you can have three um, frogs on a log, one makes a decision to jump away, how many are left? Three, because if I make a decision and I don't do anything about it and I don't take action, nothing happens. And this, in the same um, um, line of thinking, the business of being willing, and when I think of the word willing, I actually looked it up because willing is um, being ready or eager to take action. And I did a lot of trying. And when I'm trying, I'm in self-will. And trying implies effort, resistance. Um, and for me, it was really painful. When I'm trying to be abstinent, I fail. When I'm trying um, to be kinder and not angry, it so doesn't work. It's all about... Um, taking the action and allowing, allowing my higher power to work through me by me doing the simple stuff, which is the step work, and not handling the food, the behaviors, the people, the situations. Um, so yeah, willing it implies um, action, and I don't have to like it, I don't have to want it, I don't have to feel like it, I just have to do it. And with that, I pass. Okay, thanks, Reva. Uh, Jen A., your turn. A couple of minutes, please. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for your service. I'll make it quick. Mm -hmm. um, this was a quick decision for me. Not really. 
Um, pages 58 through 71 in my big book are probably the most used pages. Um, this is where I sat for 120 days in the rooms at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, reading it over and over and over again. And when I was ready at this point and I had decided that I wanted what my sponsor had and I sat across the table from him with my eyes dripping wet in Panera and I was willing to go to any length, he said, draw a line and sign. And in my big book, there's a line with an X and my signature. Because here's where I was ready. I was ready to grow spiritually. I'm signing a contract with the, a committee of three. Me, God, and my sponsor to grow spiritually here. That's what this paragraph was for me, right? I heard what, what it was like for my sponsor, what happened and what it's like now. And I wanted what he had. And I said, I'm willing to do this thing and I will go to any length. And then he said to me, and don't forget, you're willing to give it away once you get it. And I said, yes, sir. And we moved on. And it's the most beautiful commitment that I've ever made. I was ready to grow spiritually with the man across the table and the man above. I'm so grateful I drew the line and I signed. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Okay, Carrie C., you're up, and we have about two minutes left for you. Okay, thank you. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, great. Um, thanks. This is Terry C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And um, just last night in my uh, home group meeting, we read from There is a Solution that um, doubtless you are curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion. To the contrary, we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. And if you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may be asking, what do I have to do? You know, that reminds me of just the curiosity. You know, it came in here, self can't get out of self, so everything that I think I know was rule, the rule. And um, I became somewhat curious. You know, I became curious. Okay, so it seems like maybe after a few meetings, you know, um, or you have this piece that I can't seem to get, um, but, uh, you know, I know that I probably have the, the power to get it. Um, but by this point in the book, in the part we're reading today, this is the part at which I'm always so grateful for, that I actually reached the part that I was ready to do whatever anybody told me to do. And as has been shared, that level of surrender um, was just the most poignant part of the healing process. You know, it's the most poignant part of, uh, of this actual uh, accepting spiritual help. Because if I accept any kind of help in this program, I have to admit I'm not the power that can do it. So um, I was just real grateful to read that this morning and to hear all the great shares about how we get to that part and how that gift, it is a gift of desperation. It's a gift because from there we receive life instead of walking toward the food, which eventually could be death. So um, that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share this morning. Well, thank you, Terry. Good job. Um, that's going to be our last share for the day. And uh, so thanks, everybody, who shared. Uh, please join us for a second hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting is 13,462, 13462, and for October 1st, today's date. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Larry Kay please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then.
Larry? I think it's supposed to be Anita L. Oh, it is. I'm sorry, Anita. You're right. It that, is. It is. Uh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. It's uh, all good. All right. Go ahead. Okay. As long as I, as we all hear the message, <laughs> our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.